What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the concept of the Bulls potentially trading Kobe White, even though I don't think it's likely he's moved. We're going to talk about what caliber of player the Bulls could get back in a potential Kobe White deal, and if if one is likely to happen this season, we're also going to talk more about just what's going on with this team as they look to improve, having more practices. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So something I haven't gone in very much in depth with um, is, you know, the recent rumors that Kobe White could be available, could be made available. And this is another one of those situations where the initial article or initial thing that this came out with was another one of those random articles that a a a un, unknown or unnamed GM says the Bulls could look to move Kobe White. And of course, this has now been taken up by outlets like Bleacher Report and others that basically just say, oh, the Bulls are looking to shop Kobe White. I always tell you guys, really look in depth with these articles. Kind of, kind of weave through to see where they initially start at. Usually I have to go about two, three layers deep to really figure out where this thing initially started from. Um, and so, you know, and it, this started from Michael Soto on Hoops Hype who said this, Kobe's role in production have declined for the third straight season thus far, and according to rival executives, he's a trade candidate for the Bulls looking ahead before the deadline. So again, nothing that's necessarily in it, like close to happening, nothing that's even for sure, nothing that even came from anybody in any of these talks is again one of the rival exec things just magically saying, hey, by the way, this could possibly happen. So I, I, I default back to what I've been saying. It's highly unlikely that the Bulls move Kobe White I just think when you look at like the value he that he would be out there for them not to say there's necessarily no value it's just extremely low and it started off low and one of the biggest saving graces for Kobe White coming into the season was hey this is the first time having a full training camp he's not injured he's able to do everything um and then he came out and thus far in the games that he played so far has has regressed yet again so that's what it comes to when we say that there's not much trade value for Kobe White. We know everybody could be moved in the NBA, but it's that if as the value of what you'll get back according to how he's viewed now around the league, worth it, are you better off playing it out in restricted free agency? That's really what it boils down to. I think that the Bulls are still more likely to let it play out in, in restricted free agency, but if they do, let's say they do decide to go ahead, move on from Kobe, at the trade deadline to bring in some more size, maybe some shooting, things like that to this to this Bulls team. We'll see, right? But what caliber of player could the Bulls realistically get back for a Kobe White? When you're looking at Kobe White's production across the board, uh, is is down. The lowest PER so far of his career. Again, small sample size. We all know that. Throw out that caveat again. Very small sample size in this so far. But a PER of 7.57. He's averaging eight points per game, one rebound per game, one assist per game. And this is this represent the lowest output of his season, even when you when you measure out the attempt. So, for example, Kobe last season shot almost 11, got almost 11 shots per game. That was down from the season before, which was 13 shots per game. But the season before that, he was still a starter, pretty much started 54 out of 69 games played. Last season was his first season that he was kind of in that bench role full time. He still started uh, quite a bit of games. He started 17 games for the Bulls, but he averaged 
Um, like I said, 11 shots per game, hit that at a 43% clip overall from the field, and then averaged six threes per game, shot that at a 38% clip from the field. So far this season, he's averaging eight shots per game, shooting that at a 38% clip, and then he's averaging still five three-pointers per game, shooting that at a 29% clip. Everything's down across the board for Kobe. Every single thing's down, both statistically in the raw stats and in the advanced stats and, 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 and stuff like that. So he's a less efficient player this season so far. So when you look at that, you have to factor that in. When a player looks like they're on the decline, it's going to be hard to move and get anything of value of, of note back. I went so far as to say at some point, like really what the Bulls get back probably at this point is maybe a couple of seconds. Maybe a couple of seconds if a team can absorb them into their cap space. But, you know, I, I wanted to take a look at this from a different level. Over on Locked on Bulls, I did mention a potential trade candidate that I would like to see the Bulls go after to add some depth to this bench, add some size. Uh, not necessarily the biggest player, right? Not necessarily the best player, but, and he's hurt right now. Is kind of, he hasn't, I don't think he's played a game so far in this season. But a player that I would be interested in the Bulls going after and getting is a player that, I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, but Mo, Mo Wagner over with, with the, the Magic. The Magic have so many bigs now. When you look at when you look at their depth chart, they're already starting four players that are 6'10 and more. Most brother Franz Wagner is technically starting at the shooting guard for the for the Orlando Magic just so they can get him out there. This is a team that could use another guard, right? Especially a a, a straightforward shooting guard. They have a lot of guards down there in Suggs, RJ Hampton, Markel Fultz, and Cole Anthony. The latter of those two both being out, I think, right now. But they are, the Magic are a team that could look and say, hey, A, we're going to have another high draft pick. B, the, we, we could use a scorer off the bench, right? Uh, Terrence Ross, we'll see what ends up happening with them if they move from him. The Magic could very well look and say, hey, we can, we'll can we trade Mo Wagner. Uh, you have to do, because the money's way different. Kobe's making about, uh, over $7 million this season. Mo Wagner's making about $1.9. So there's going to have to be other players involved in that as well. But it's something that the Bulls could possibly look to do. Right, because Mo, Mo Wagner brings in that size you need, 6'11", 245 pounds, can play the power forward, can play the center, offers some stretching the floor ability, not huge, right? He's not a knockdown shooter at all, but he's a 32% uh, percent, uh, career three-point shooter. Last season, or in the 2020-2021, he shot it at 37%. That's the highest of his career, but last season, 32.8% from three. He's an effective player from, from uh, anything with inside the two-point line. I'm sorry, the three-point line. He shoots the ball at 49% for his career, basically. And, and he's just a player that I look at. A solid rebounder as well. Not a great rebounder. Not looking to bring in or break the bank with this. But Mo Wagner could be a piece that could come in for the Chicago Bulls and, and play that four position for us. That backup four position. Offer some shooting. He'd be much better than what we have, even if you do play him as a center sparingly. Having uh, him... Out there instead of Tony Bradley out on the bench is something that you can use. Again, I'm not saying that this trade is likely, but it is something that the Bulls could look towards. Another player that I'm looking for. And again, all these deals are kind of me just saying who the Bulls should target. Uh, some like with the Mo Wagner, there have to be other pieces. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL 
But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. In that, um, there have to be other pieces included in that to kind of make it work. Um, but another player that I'm looking looking at as well is Jared Vanderbilt. And I've said this to you guys before. Jared Vanderbilt, a player who plays with the Utah Jazz right now, they're winning, they're cooking, they're firing on all cylinders. So maybe they may not look to make a trade, right, or trade a piece like Jared Vanderbilt. But he is somebody else that I would very much so enjoy the Bulls going out and look at. He kind of fits their age timeline, still has enough upside um, with, with what he does. He's He can play the three or the four, which are both positions we could definitely use him at for sure. And then outside of that, um, he, he has the ability to stretch the floor some. Not saying that you would want to come in necessarily and just give Jared Vanderbilt three, four, uh, four or five three-pointers per game. But he is a player that knows his role. He's 6'9", 214 pounds, only 23 years old. So far this season, he's hitting the ball at 57% overall from the field and 43% from three-point range. But he's only taken about two threes per game. So it's not like I said, not a player that you necessarily want to all of a sudden start running three, four, five, three-pointers a game for, but another player that you that you could be interested kind of fits that AK mold with being around that 6'9 area with an over six, seven foot wingspan. Jared Vanderbilt could be another player and his contract isn't necessarily, it, it would still take some matching, some other players involved because his uh, calorie, salary cap hit right now is $4.3 million. But again, another player that the Bulls could look to if they decide to do something like that. That's just two players that I wanted to mention. Not things that I necessarily think are um, are pressing or going to happen necessarily right away. But let me know and try to be. And I try to be more realistic with this, right? I didn't do the whole Kobe for and and other pieces for all of a sudden a star like or, or, or like a Miles Turner type or something. Try to be more realistic. But let me know down below what are some trade ideas you guys have for Kobe White, um, and that you would or some some. Uh, pieces you would like to see the Bulls possibly target if they did decide to move on from Kobe White. All right, let's go ahead and move into the next one. One of the, the things that suck when you have a loss like the Bulls suffered against the Denver Nuggets at home is when you have this much space between it because you get the think pieces, you get the you get the rumors, you get all this, you get you get things coming out. DeMar DeRozan's come out and said that the Bulls had a conversation at practice, and that is a good sign because they are talking, they're identifying, they're talking about it. And the, the, what I want to basically say to this, I'm going to transition into this. It, the time for talk is done, right? I'm glad that you guys are talking. I'm glad that the team is out there communicating in the post game to try to figure out what is going on. He said that uh, directly. Uh, DeMar DeRozan said that there has been good team communication both post game and at today's practice about last night's loss. Said it would be more troubling if there wasn't any. Fact, it occurred and been open and frank is a sign of commitment and care. That's fine. I'm sure that you care, and I'm sure that there's commitment to the team. I'm sure there's commitment to each other. But the time for talk is is done. Talk is cheap. We've been hearing talk about the things that this Bulls team needs to fix since we started collapsing last season after the All-Star break. We heard it from the coach. We heard it from the players. We heard it from everybody. The time for talk is done. We got to see action. We got to be about that action. We got to get active out there. And this Chicago Bulls team, using these two days of practice, has to step it the hell up. If they come out flat again, Against the New Orleans Pelicans, a team that another game that you could have won against the Pelicans had you executed a little bit better down the stretch. If this team does not come out and 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 look like a team that has more effort, that looks like a team that realizes, hey man, we dropped a a fucking goose egg of a game at home 
for our fans, for our supporters, for Bulls Nation, and they don't come out and play better right away, the time for all this talk don't mean shit. All this talk doesn't mean anything, right? We can talk all day. You can fix your mouth to say anything. We need to see action. It's time to see action for this team. It's time for this team to actually play with some type of resolve and resilience, right? You got Bulls fans rightfully so saying, hey, man, we're just not that good of a team. Maybe we're not a playoff team this season. And I say to that, F all that. Like, that sounds good, but F all that. This team is too entirely too talented. This team has too much on it. The bench alone is great, right? The starting lineup has too much talent, too much ability on it for us to not make the playoffs. Like, right now, we're slated as the eighth seed. Okay, cool. Oh, that's cool. I don't give a damn. This team has to figure out a way to come in and, and work on the things that they need to work at. And they can talk about things at practice all day. You got to show it. If it's not if it's not translating to the basketball court when the lights are on, you're still doing something wrong despite all that talk. If this team can't get it together, they can't right the ship. Like I said, we're going to know everything we need to know by the end of this month. By December, we're going to know where this team sits. And I'm gonna we're going to have enough to take a look at it and really evaluate it. And then I'm going to tell you guys where I think this team is. I'm trying to wait. We've had so much that we've dealt with. At the beginning of the season, between injuries, players in and out, um, and missing Drummer for so many games, Kobe for so many games, whatever it is, this team still trying to figure out their their rhythm and motion, especially off the bench, going drive you trying to figure out where guys like the ball, things like that. At the end of the day, once you're about 20 games in, your team is your team unless you make a move. And yeah, you can still get better as a team over the course of that time. That time we've seen it happen. Though. We saw it with with the Boston Celtics last season. They really didn't start firing on all cylinders until halfway through the season. So it's possible. But we need to start seeing the signs of that. We need to start seeing better execution on, on, on the court from our players. We need to see, start seeing better schemes from our coaching staff. This team has to figure this stuff out. And while all that, this rah-rah, all this stuff, like kumbaya, I'm glad that we're all hooking arms and singing everything to the, to the Lord that is the, the Michael Jordan statue. I don't, I don't care. If it's not translating to the court, I don't give a damn. And these players can't rest on the fact that Hey, man, we had a good conversation. The communication's there. Our minds are in the right place. All right, cool, 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 cool. Where's the record at? Is the record in the right place? Because if it's not, then you're not doing enough. And this team, the thing that, that bothers me so much, if we were just a bad team and we were here, it's execution parts of the game that are hurting us so much. It's the it's coach, coaching staff not adjusting to schemes well enough that why we're here and some of it officiating but we have to look at it and control the things that we can control and hopefully this team is making those steps to do that tomorrow we'll be previewing the game um against the new orleans pelicans to see what we can do hopefully we fare better against them but that is it for me for today guys make sure you follow and subscribe uh to the channel um and then also follow the show at bull central pod on every social media platform that we're on uh, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls, see red, love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.